we have a culture of death rather than a culture of life. Hi everyone, Gary Tester here from Catholic Charities. And this is Father Anton and the chaplain at Catholic Charities. I love it when you say that. <laughs> wow. We're here for another episode of Mercy in Action. Today, Father, we're going to talk about, back to our discussions on Catholic social teaching, we're going to talk about the third item on the seven, and that is rights and responsibilities. Oh, so, so does that mean that I have rights and you have the responsibility? I have the responsibility to make sure that you take care of your rights. That okay, is correct. Good. Okay. And I have the responsibility to make sure that this podcast goes the way it's supposed to as okay, well. Okay, good. So that's <laughs> that's the right thing to do. boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, would you be kind enough to lead us in prayer and a reflection? Good. So, I have a couple of things here. So, the first thing, we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I'm going to do something now with Gary for this prayer. And maybe you have heard it before, maybe you haven't. So let's see. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is right and just, truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. Amen. And for our reading, short reading from, from the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 58, beginning at verse 6. Is this not the fast which I choose, to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke? Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry, and bring the homeless poor into your house, when you see the naked to cover him, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light will break out like the dawn, and your recovery will speedily spring forth, and your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer, You'll cry and he will say, here I am. I thought that this, this is one of those readings that really speaks to rights and responsibilities. Because the other one that I could have chosen, of course, is the one that is used by everybody from Matthew chapter 25. But God is saying to the people of Israel, and of course, and St. Paul says that the church is a new Israel of God. And therefore, God is speaking to us and he's asking us then, what is it that we should be doing? What is the kind of fast that we should be carrying on? Because we are expected to loosen the bonds of wickedness and to undo the bands of the yoke, to clothe the naked, to give shelter to the homeless and to feed the poor. So in a sense then, this is saying that persons have the right to food, shelter, clothing. And I think we as Catholics have added health care and education to that so that those become the rights of persons. And if that is their right, 
then it means that the responsibility must be someone's. And whose responsibility is that? It is ours. It is the church's responsibility because the church is doing exactly as Jesus did because he came to bring all of these things to humanity. And therefore, when we think of those rights, then we know that we have the responsibility to take care of our sisters and brothers. And of course, why do we do this? Because our sisters and brothers, they're made in the image of God. And because of that, they have the inherent dignity mm -hmm. of being humans. So it all goes back to that. And for this reason, this is why we want to talk about rights and responsibilities today. Very well done, Father. I could not have articulated it that way. I would have been perhaps a bit off base in terms of how I was thinking, but I appreciate what you've done in terms of talking about it and the corporal works of mercy, that those are rights that individuals have. Uh, and we have responsibilities as Catholics, as Christians, as children of God, to make sure that those rights are, are held in place, that they are esteemed. So what's wrong in the world today? Uh -huh. What's wrong in the world today? I'm, I, I hope I'm not going to be using a kind of cliche, but what's wrong in the world today is that we have a culture of death rather than a culture of life. So we, now this is what fascinates me about Catholic social teaching. I never appreciated how intertwined the seven themes of Catholic social teaching truly are. So folks may remember when we did our first podcast, we talked about the very first tenant of Catholic social teaching is that every life is sacred and has dignity. And you've touched on that again here in your reflection. And you're coming back to say in a culture of life goes back to premise number one, that every life is sacred and has dignity. We live in a culture of death. How did that come about? I think it came about because of selfishness. Because once persons, and, and it sounds like something that I said in a homily quite recently, that once we start thinking about ourselves, my needs, me, 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 mm -hmm. then we stop thinking about other people. When we're not thinking of other people, then as far as we're concerned, as long as I live, it doesn't matter what happens to the other persons over there. They can die for all I care. That is, that is the way we think. Or even if we don't um, enunciate that thinking, that's the way we live. Would it be fair to say that we become overly focused on our perception of our rights? And in the process of doing that, if I think of a scale, we put more emphasis on, we tend to put more emphasis on what our rights are, and naturally then that pulls away from our examination of what our responsibilities are. Mm -hmm. Yes, precisely. And then and then what, what does it become? Sort of... I want, this, I want, I, I want. want, I want. And therefore it is a survival of the fittest. Because who is it that we try to eliminate in our, in our world? We try to eliminate the weak and the helpless. You know, um, so we can think when we talk about life, we talk about, you know, um, dealing with life from 
conception to natural death. Mm-hmm. But the two um, <laughs> groups that we try to get rid of are the unborn and the elderly. And maybe because I'm in the group of the elderly these days, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I think about that too, you know. So, so yes, it's I want, I want. And what I want is more important than even what you need. So now that's fascinating because it begins to get into this concept. If you don't mind me going here, we talk about love. I'm amazed at as I think. I hopefully grow in faith, I understand more and more that love should be properly defined as as my desire for your good. And we're speaking of eternal good, not what's good for you here today. You know, if, if I mean, that's important, but it's not the end all. Mm. Uh, and what we often get caught, like, I love potato chips. I love pizza. I love pop. I love my wife. Mm. I love my dog. It's the same verb being used for lots of different things, mm-hmm. and that can't all possibly be love. Mm-hmm. When God so loved the world, I don't think we're talking about that kind of love either. And so when you articulate, it becomes more and more selfish, more and more self-centered. If I'm understanding correctly, then what we're doing is moving away from the true concept of love. We're loving ourselves, mm-hmm. and we're loving ourselves hedonistically. Mm-hmm. Yes, because, you know, the... The great image of love that we have is, and I'm looking up there, you know, it's, it's Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it means that love is all-embracing. And it's sort of like we give until it hurts, so to speak. But what do we give? We give ourselves. It's not giving things. It's giving self. So, so therefore... Uh, you know, when we think about rights and responsibilities, mm-hmm. we're talking about the the encounter of humanity. <laughs> you know, humans encountering each other. So if we start with the idea that we each have the right to life, mm-hmm. which is, again, the first tenet of Catholic social teaching, and we are made, in, as you articulated, in the image and likeness of God, my life, your life, others' lives are dignified. They have dignity. They're sacred. We have a responsibility to make sure that from the point of conception till natural death, Mm -hmm. that dignity is upheld. Mm -hmm. And then we have the responsibility, as you pointed out from Matthew 25, we have the responsibility between conception and natural death to uphold the rights of that individual as well, to do all that we can to help them their right to food, their right to shelter, their right to clothing, their right to health care, their right to education, etc. Mm-hmm. Precisely. So therefore, it means that we're actually trying to give life, fulfilling the mandate of Jesus, continuing his mission. Because what did Jesus say in John's gospel? I have come that they may have life and have it in all its fullness. So, so it's not even skimping. Mm. There, because if we if we're skimping on it, we're not giving life. So we're giving that they can have life in all its fullness. So that's what the concept of mercy. When we go back to the title of our podcast, Mercy in Action. So when we look at these different ministries of Catholic charities and of the different parishes we've talked about around the diocese and things, we're engaged in acts of mercy that are designed to uphold the dignity of life to promote the rights that people have to food, Mm -hmm. to clothing, to shelter. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Why does society struggle with that? Because I, you and I both know that we have lots of folks who send us um, thoughtful letters sharing their thoughts about why they think that we should be allowing, we shouldn't be helping people because they need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Nobody helped me and by gosh, nobody should help them. We get tons of stuff about illegal immigrants being settled here in Florida, which just fascinates me because it's not something we're doing and everyone we try and help, we try and help make sure that they have the ability to be documented, but I digress. Mm -hmm. Why does society struggle so much with recognizing the rights that people have? And, and usually it's the religious people who struggle with that <laughs> because one of the things that we have heard over and over again, God helps those who help themselves. Mm. And that is not true. <laughs> because if we can help ourselves, we don't need any help. But God helps those who cannot help themselves. And, and we fall into that category, each one of us. Each and every day. Each and every day. And that's why we need God's mercy. And we who are recipients of that mercy, we become agents of that mercy. So I love where you're headed with that because we often talk about, you and I get a chance to talk about the corporate works of mercy constantly, but we can also talk about the spiritual works of mercy. And one of the spiritual works of mercy is instructing the, the ignorant. And it occurs to me that perhaps part of what we have an opportunity to do here with the podcast, but then also in the work that we're doing at Catholic Charities and the work that you're doing as our diocesan missionary of mercy is helping people to recognize the we want to promote the rights of each individual because we all want our rights, mm. but we also then have to take a very careful and cautious look at the responsibilities that come with that. Mm -hmm. I have a responsibility, a set of responsibilities, if I'm going to say that I also have a set of rights. Mm -hmm. Yes, because you see, sometimes it's, it's really when we don't understand exactly what we mean about responsibilities or even about rights because you know people claim certain rights when in fact those are not rights because they think about i must have the right to do whatever i please right you know whenever i please yes <laughs> you know but but that's not what it's supposed to be you know, when, when I think of, and, and I, I can't remember the exact quotation, but since we're trying to educate persons, I know it's from Galatians chapter 5. <laughs> and, and it talks about freedom. Freedom that, you know, Paul is writing to the Galatians said, for freedom, God has set you free. Mm -hmm. But freedom does not mean that, that we do whatever we choose to do. And in the same passage he talks about the fruit of the spirit you know love joy peace and so forth mm -hmm. gentleness and self-control so so yes those are the things when we are truly free we will be exhibiting those not some of the other things and i'm sure that people listening to us will will be thinking of some of those things where people say well it is my right <laughs> to do this or to do that, you know, um, since we're not dealing with those particular subjects at this time, I won't even mention them, but people 
know what they what we could be talking about. Well, they about. do, and I'm thinking a good example. So I'm I'm in my head. I'm contemplating rights versus privileges, hmm. and I think those often get confused. I have the right to food. As a teenager, depending on my age, I have the privilege of applying for my driver's license. Hmm. But I don't have the right to a driver's license without my parents' permission. Right. And so we confuse rights and privileges. And then the hard part is always the responsibilities. You know, it's like I like to eat dinner, but I don't like to clean up the kitchen. Uh, There's a responsibility to clean up after the meal. Mm -hmm. And so if we think about this in much more significant terms, we have a situation where we have a responsibility to protect the rights of others. And this is where our country and frankly, the world seems so divided because we're confused on what the rights are. Mm-hmm. So if we have the right to life and we have the right to family and responsibility, which is part of what we talked about in a previous podcast, then today we might do well to look at the book of Proverbs where it says, open your mouth to speak on behalf of those in need. That's a responsibility. Mm-hmm. We can't turn and ignore injustice in the world. Precisely. One of the things that, that I feel, we know that we have politicians, politicians who both sides will be proclaiming the rights mm-hmm. of human beings. But yet, when we examine those rights, they're talking about two different things. Where do we learn the truth? How do you know what the truth is? I think I know where you're headed on this one. I'd say this is where the church comes in. I smile because Mm -hmm. I know that we're going to talk about Scripture, we're going to talk about the catechism of the Catholic Church, and we're going to talk about canon law in terms of our own conscience formation. We've talked about this before, but you're referring us back to Scripture. When we begin to question these things, the answers are there Mm -hmm. if we care to look. Yes. Now, Father, you make a really important point about the fact that this is where the church comes in. But isn't our church struggling today to come in forcefully and clearly on these issues? I would say that the church should not come in forcefully, but powerfully. Okay, that's fair, because force implies something different. Yes, yes. What did Jesus say to his disciples? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Mm-hmm. Not and force. Not force. So therefore, it is that power. And, and so in the power of the Spirit, we proclaim to the world the truth that we have received from Jesus. Clearly, it cannot be watered down. It's either true or it's not true. Jesus said, I am yes. the way, the truth, and the life. He and didn't say, I'm kind of the truth. And since we embrace that truth, then the church has to become the voice of reason and try to make sure that we're not aligning ourselves to any political party. Or any particular moral ideology. We are aligned to Jesus. This is what Jesus says. And therefore, this is what we proclaim and get our people to come on board with that. You know, we see all of these people wearing these bracelets, WWJD. Mm-hmm. And that's that's another thing we we're talking earlier before the, the podcast started. You know, one of the things that has come back, <laughs> you know. Right. So it was there in the old days that has come back with full force. Uh-huh. And, and so clearly, what would Jesus do in this situation? And we can't say we don't know because we do know. 
because it's all recorded. Scripture. You know that catechism. <laughs> that just and that fascinates me because it's one of those things. I have the privilege of being um, a catechist for kids in faith formation at our parish, and one of the things that has always fascinated me is the idea that would we do, would we undertake a particular behavior or action if the Lord was actually sitting next to us? Because I try and help young people to understand God is always with us. We should un understand that God walks with us all the time. There isn't anything we do that he doesn't know about. He knows the very number of hairs on our head. And so if I pull up to an intersection and I see a homeless person and that homeless person is saying, I need food. Now, I'm not saying you have to get out of your car and do anything fancy, but what we've taught ourselves to do, at least I observe the behavior many times, we teach ourselves to turn away, to fail to acknowledge the dignity of that life. You know, I, I tell people when we talk about how to work with homeless folks, understand that they have a name. It's okay to talk. It's okay to engage them. You know, at Catholic mm -hmm. Charities, we have our blessing bags. Mm -hmm. It's a very small way of acknowledging their dignity. It's a very small way of responding to them and in, in their need, whatever that need is. I'm not to judge, well, I know this person does this and that person does that, but there's a legitimate homeless person there and I'll help them. We have the responsibility to try and respond to each person, to recognize that mm -hmm. dignity that they have, mm -hmm. to say, hi, Patrick, how mm -hmm. are you today? Mm -hmm. You know, I remember a homeless man that I dealt with in Jamaica, mm -hmm. and nobody seemed to have known his name or whatever it is. Everybody called him Coco. That was the name that they gave okay. him. And I decided to reach out to him one day. And I went to him and I said, Coco, and he looked at me and he said, that is not my name. And he told me his real name. And I addressed him by his name. And that broke down the wall. Changed the whole relationship. And, and so I was able to give him food and, and so forth and mm -hmm. try to help him and got into a good relationship with him. Of course... We know to that because he had mental issues. Sure. He wouldn't accept anything else. He wouldn't go to mm -hmm. any facility or, or whatever it is. But calling him by name was the beginning. And he was the one who got me to do that. So it's the encounter of humanity. And you accepted, if, if I can take that and, and run with it a bit, you accepted his dignity you accepted the fact that his life is sacred. You accepted the fact that he has a right to be addressed by how he prefers to be addressed. And you took the responsibility to respond to that. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And it seems to mm -hmm. me that in society today, that's where we struggle. Yes, we, um, we don't necessarily believe that the way someone is living or conducting themselves is dignified. Mm -hmm. And so we put our own values into that situation and determine that they're perhaps below me. Mm -hmm. My gosh, if I roll down the window, I might have to encounter them. And, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. Reality is, uh, and we find it in Scripture many, many times, and Jesus himself in Matthew 25 mm -hmm. talks about it. Mm -hmm. You know, when you saw that person who was hungry and fed them, when you gave drink to the person who was thirsty, when you clothed the person who, person who was naked, you did it to me. Mm -hmm. uh, St. Mm -hmm. Teresa of Calcutta, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus in distressing disguise. Yes. She saw Jesus or tried to see Jesus mm -hmm. in everyone. And, and that's what we need to be trying to do. 
trying to see Jesus in everyone. And to think to that, it's not just in those who are homeless, but there as well. But it's that recognizing the dignity of every human being. It's how we interact with them. You know, you, you think about people in their places of employment, mm -hmm. where their employers don't treat them with any respect. Right. You see, and they have a right to that respect. We have persons who are employed who don't treat their place of employment with any respect. So they think that they can go in at any old time and leave at any old time, spend their entire time in their office on their cell phones, you know, yes. and do nothing. Yeah. So, so, it is, so there's the right and the responsibility of all persons coming together. There are so many implications for this, and, and I'm glad you talked about the rights of the worker because that's another tenet of Catholic social mm -hmm. teaching that we'll be talking about in a future podcast. But I'm thinking today uh, about families. Um, as parents, we have responsibilities for our children. We have responsibilities to make sure that they understand their rights, but also to understand their responsibilities. As a parent, I want my kids to understand that Life is sacred. I want them to understand that family is important. I want them to understand that every person we encounter, whether we agree with them or not, or we like them or not, in terms of who they root for for their baseball team, is irrelevant. They are created in the image and likeness of God, and they have the right to live their life and, and to be cared for um, as the Creator cares for me. Mm-hmm. I think about a, a place like Catholic Charities. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. You I've know, been there once you know, or twice. But, but it's a place where looking at the rights of the persons who are employed there is that thing. They have a right to spiritual fulfillment. Yes, And they so do. what is it that you have done? You have made it possible for them to at least have Mass once a week mm -hmm. together where they can leave their desk and go to the chapel, you know, to go pray. Right. That's, so that's part of their right that you have given them. And you have taken the responsibility to see to it that that is done for them. In other words, saying, as I have done for you, mm -hmm. so you must now do for your other brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. it, which is, that's, that's what rights and responsibilities are all about. Well, I couldn't seeking, do that you know, without a great yes, chaplain. You know, so, when, you know, from Jeremiah says, Seek the welfare of the city, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. So, what's your city? Your city is Catholic, Catholic Charities. Charities. You know, we have another city, the Chancellor of the Diocese of Orlando, mm -hmm. you know, and we have the cities of the parishes. Right. So, so many cities. And once we seek the welfare of the cities, in which we live, then we will find our own welfare as well. So what we want to leave folks with today is the idea that first and foremost, appreciate that you have rights, not because of the Constitution of the United States, although those are important, but you have rights through God, our Creator. And those are articulated in Scripture. We've given some examples of where those are articulated. And with those rights come responsibilities. We're going to have to have a lot of more conversations oh, about this, Father. Oh, def oh, definitely. We will be able to talk about this for years to come and, never, <laughs> and not exhaust everything that is ours. I'm you know? sure everyone is waiting you know? with bated breath on that one. <laughs> Can you wrap us up this morning? Okay, good. So I, 
I have a prayer that I'd like to, to end with. So let us pray. God our Father, source of life and font of love, you remind us that true freedom finds its origin and fulfillment in you. Help us claim with humility both the privilege and responsibility of serving others, that all might know true freedom and newness of life through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Father. Thanks, Gary. Great to see you. You oh, take care of yourself. I will try. You do the same. All right. <laughs>